Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If I would have talked to myself two years ago. Yeah. A year ago. Sure. Last month. But especially a few years ago, and I'd say I'd be sitting here next to you having this conversation. (laughs) I'd have said, what are you smoking? Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate? I'm super excited to have this guest on the show today. Uh, fittingly enough, he hosts for me the headquarters of Who Can Relate? So this is perfect. It only took me half a dozen episodes to have him on. But nonetheless, let me introduce you to Mr. Peter Dokus. So Peter is a photographer in the industry of entertainment and modeling for over 30 years. He is a father and he's also an expert in Boy Scout, as we'll kind of talk about in, in this episode. So um, without further ado, Mr. Peter Dokus, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you for having me. Super excited to have you. I'm honored. So uh, again, a little bit more background. Um, I'm sure being a photographer for 30 years is when that's how we met, yep. right? We met yeah. on set. And um, as I often do with anyone that I find fascinating, I try to pick their brain. And one of the things that you started talking about and shared your story with was uh, your time with Vibe Magazine shooting NWA, which must have been insane. I'm sure you have stories galore. Stories galore. But uh, yeah, so photographer for over 30 years. And uh, what else do you want to add to the resume? Mm, um Born and raised in Hollywood. Okay. That, that says something for being in L.A. and working yeah. in this business. Yeah. Um, I've owned the L.A. Loft for over 30 years. It was the first major photo rental studio in L.A. Nice. And with uh, most everything in my life, I've kind of stumbled into um, my career, my job. I mean, I have a passion. I yeah. followed photography as a passion. But yeah. finding this incredible space was a, you know, a one-foot-by-one-foot sign on the edge of a bit, side of the building. So it's just <laughs> a lot of luck. Sure. And, 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 and divine timing, right? As, it's such all as divine timing. Yeah. Such as everything. Hard work. And yeah. So um, today we're going to be talking about life during a pandemic mm-hmm. um, as luck should not have it. And, uh, <laughs> or luck should have it. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to know um, what it's looked like for you, um, how it's affected you, um, how did it start off? And, and I know you have a very interesting little, little story as how your pandemic life quarantine life started mm-hmm. off which was um living in a tent in your ex-wife's backyard which we'll get into go figure um yeah but um yeah so i guess we'll talk about it we'll start with um what does that look like for you how has it affected you wow um how's it affected me well career-wise business-wise hollywood basically been shut down yeah so my last real photo shoot was in the beginning of march and we thought every like everybody else would be a couple months yeah. back in the swing of things. That hasn't happened. It's been almost five months. Yeah, a um, couple jobs, but everyone's super super cautious. So a lot of changes. Um, the first big change when the pandemic started was I moved into my ex-wife's backyard and put up my nice big canvas tent. Yeah, 
and I lived there for two months. Sure. And um, what was that like? It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I talked to you, we'd check in and I'm like, how are you doing? You know, like it's, it's kind of hesitant and cautious and you're like, oh, great. Life's yeah. great. Never been happier. And so, yeah, I miss it. Yeah. I heard birds chirping every day and, you know, I felt the temperature and the weather and yeah. it was beautiful. Sure. And I'd, be, I'd do it back in a heartbeat. Yeah. So w- what made you want to, out of all places you can go, you could obviously stay here, but of all places you can go, you went back to your ex-wife's house. Um, the number one reason was my son. Sure. And he was still in school and they had switched school to online Zoom classes. Yeah. And... Um, my ex was busy doing her life and yeah. didn't have the ability or interest to do the online Zoom stuff. My son's autistic, so yeah. I have a 16-year-old autistic boy and um, high-functioning, and he could do the schoolwork, but he has to be on track. And sure. that's when um, I had some, we'll talk about some revelations and how he learns and yeah. how he sees, and I became, I went from a, very busy working photographer. I think my last shoot was for Vibe magazine. The oh, top, wow. The top R&B oh, singer. Oh, I was here for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. came by. Yeah, yeah, you dropped by. That's right. And then um, I became a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big jump there, right? <laughs> a, a big jump, and it was, you know, my uh, MacGyver problem-solving mind just kicked into full gear. Is yeah. I'm like, I got to teach my son. I don't know how to teach. Sure. I don't know. Who does nowadays? I can't do algebra. Yeah. I know, hey, Siri... Yeah, exactly. Google this, Google that. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm stuck in biology, English, yeah. math and stuff. So I had to yeah. reinvent the, the wheel for me. So you, you, your son, in a sense, brought you back home, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. you utilized this time because God knows we've all had enough of it on our hands to get closer to him. Yeah. And, and, and kind of bring about a new relationship um, and, and a new path. You know, you guys, you, you've, you've had a lot of time together with your Boy Scout, and he's in Boy Scouts and all that, and that was for years, and now here you are, his home mm-hmm. teacher, essentially, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, if you want to talk about that and just, you know, that's that's one of the beauties of having time on your hands, right, and everyone hitting the pause button for a second. Everyone is in charge of managing their time, and you chose to spend it with your son. My son and, and, and my ex-wife, which was nice. We have a great relationship. So yeah. um, I can't cook. She can. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm good around. I'm good at the honeydew list. Sure. So we had a great barter system. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, we worked symbiotically with food, making meals. Yeah. And um, with, with going back with Levi, what was interesting, Levi has always had an, what's called an IEP, Individual yeah. Education Program. Yeah. Thank goodness he's had that because it get, lets us do things a little bit outside the box. Sure. And um, I realized when we were doing Boy Scouts, this is where I started realizing how Levi learns, is we were doing a merit badge, and he had to read a, a paragraph and recite, or you know, his first aid, what the paragraph is about, and he couldn't remember one sentence out of a paragraph. We wow. didn't even know what we were talking about. I'm yeah. like, okay, we're doing first aid, because he's autistic, so sure. okay, I don't know what they're talking about. Sure. But then I think I'm like, this kid knows everything. We talk about skateboarding and drumming and history yeah. and countries and he knows everything. I'm like, okay, well, how can he know all of this stuff? But not this. They can't figure out like <laughs> what a first degree burn is. Sure. And I realized I was watching him. He was on YouTube. Yeah. He spends half the day on YouTube watching. Yeah, shit. So yeah. I'm like, all right. So I took the first aid and it, let's say it was burns. And yeah. um, I found a YouTube video on how to treat a first degree burn and what it looked like. Yeah. And I quizzed him afterwards and he knew a hundred percent of the information on like a five minute long sure. chapter versus one paragraph. Yeah. And I realized, well, wait a minute. 
<laughs> and he and retains it. Yeah. So when it came down to schoolwork, I was never really involved with um, his school at all. Yeah. And then during, because of the pandemic and I had to teach him, sure. I'm watching him suffering. We're doing an English assignment. He had to read a chapter and do a report on the chapter. Yeah. And we read it together, could barely get through three or four paragraphs without him getting completely frustrated. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. I'm like, come on, you, this is easy. You can yeah. do this. And I said, let me see if there's an audio book. Mm. And we did the audio book and he started reading. He did the chapter, remembered 90% of the content. So the light bulb went off. Sure. And fortunately, um, I was able not only learn how is how information is input into him, but more importantly, how to be tested. Yeah. In school, they give you multiple choice. You write a paragraph. That's how they test you. Yeah. And for myself, being an audiovisual person, I'm much better if you give me an or an um, orate a question. If I can, if I can mm. talk talk with you about the answer versus having to write out the paragraph. Sure. Sure. So I was able to pull an IEP for him. Yeah. They, you know, because you can request one I said listen this is how my son learns yeah. I met with a special ed teacher yeah created a new curriculum and his whole grade point went up one one grade point on in wow. two months wow because mainly not just the learning aspect but was the testing sure and I think a lot of kids out there myself included like we think about education it's a bell curve you and I got a fit in the same yeah but I'm not a visual learner sure if I, if I read a paragraph on how to fix something, I couldn't do it. But give yeah. me a, an outline a video. picture yeah. a video, I got it. No so. problem. You know, it's, it's, uh, I really commend you for, and I, we, we've been talking about this, but I really commend you for you essentially had to teach yourself how to, how to teach your son, how, how to learn how to teach your son. And, and I gave you this, this great quote by an author named Jim Quick, and he says, it's not, it's, you know, we're always taught what to learn in school. But very rarely, if, if ever, how to learn. Right. So right. it's not what you're learning, it's how am I learning it. And more importantly, how am I retaining the information to then do tests and do quizzes and, and obviously his grades are showing for it. So again, I commend you for I mean, talk about being productive and making the most of, of your time. Um, yeah, you know, it felt real good. I remember you and I talking about that. Yeah. Um, we'll touch base on this, I'm sure, but being yeah. part of um, a group of other men, a men's team, yeah. and how some of the other men were concerned by, you know, what am I doing and all <laughs> yeah. this, and they couldn't understand that I was actually happy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, you know, happiness is different for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not everyone could, A, go back to their ex-wife's house, yeah. <laughs> but B, live in the backyard in a tent, and yeah. then you're a teacher yeah. to your artistic son. I mean, hello. So, um, moving on, but, but back in, back to your son, I'm sure that there are several challenges being posed to you and your ex-wife, um, Levi's mom, um, due to his condition, especially becoming a teenager. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about it. What are some of the challenges, some of the ups and downs or anything you want to share? <laughs> well, if you have a teenager, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll start there. Right. <laughs> You're screwed. So <laughs> it's, it just starts with, you know, teenagers are hormonally imbalanced yeah. from the get go. And fortunately I have a daughter who's 19. So I had a little preparation of what a, <laughs> um, a yeah. teenager can become and yeah. they don't mean to, it's their hormones or yeah. dick. So I learned with my daughter to hear the words and not the tone. Yeah. Because the tone sucks. Yeah. It's it just sarcastic and mean. And you're, just, if you're doing something nice for them, it's an interruption to their life. Yeah. But if you hear the words, they're sure. saying yes or no. So yeah. um, now with my son being you know, autistic, it's a little more challenging sure. on that level. And plus, he's very repetitive. So he has mm. one of his little quirks are he'll 
um, if there's a phrase or a concept or a thought that he's in that yeah. will come up sometimes 20, 30 times a day, it can get annoying. Sure. So again, it has to go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Test your patience. Ah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, I just let it go right through me, you yeah. know, and I, and I don't get frustrated. Um, sure. and then if I do, you know, I, I take my own time out. Yeah. You know? Good for you. Yeah. And I mean, let's, if we can go into how, when you guys found out or how, how old was, was Levi when you guys found out he was autistic? I think it was around that 18 month mark. I think okay. when they do those MMR shots and I'm not blaming them on vaccines or anything, sure. just timing wise, sure. it was right afterwards. Yeah. And, um, something definitely happened cause he was definitely 100% neurologically on track till after those MMR shots wow. within a month, month and a half, he literally sat staring out the window, lost all his words and for about wow. five years, couldn't speak. Wow. Yeah. It was a big, it was like everything was normal one day, brought him home from the hospital and he's staring out the window with drool coming out of his mouth. It was wow. almost that dramatic. Wow. Yeah. So we, um, uh, Bethany and I was yeah. my ex-wife. We yeah. threw everything at it. Every dollar sure. we had, everything we saved, we were, to the point we're going to doctors, we're clicking little clickers and standing on one foot. You know, wow. we were trying everything. We yeah. went through $1,500 a month in supplements, Jeez. blood tests every month that he had to take yeah. eight vials of blood. We tried everything to figure out what was going on. Lead poisoning. We, we cold, oh, forget, chelate. Chelate's, I think, the term okay. where you try and take the lead out of your body. Okay. Get the lead out. That's a whole other story. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was, it was very hard and at the, yeah. you know, so we have get a kid diagnosed with autism and then yeah. shortly after that we decide to remodel the house so between the two of those uh, <laughs> i don't think many marriages are gonna withstand yeah. that so yeah that was a little bit too much wow too much so it's interesting because you know you've you've obviously faced your fair share of, of adversity in your life and i'm sure there's many other stories you can get into but here we are living in a pandemic and as you and I talked the other day and just checking in with you to see how everything was going and you're kind of lost, you know, here you are someone who for the last, for the better part of the last 30 years has had a pretty much structured, you know, routine and, and, and being a freelance photographer, you, we all being a freelance model, essentially, we all have to wait to work for work to come. Right? But we know it's coming. Yeah, we know it's, we don't know when, but we know it's coming. And um, so you've semi had to condition yourself to um, not have that control over your schedule, right? And so here we are in a pandemic, you're so used to work and, and I may work, I may not work, et cetera. You're okay with the uncertainty there. But here we are yeah. in a pandemic and this type of uncertainty has made you feel uneasy. It's made you feel uncomfortable. Um, it's kind of, you've kind of lost that sense of purpose and, and belonging. And Less, you're not alone. Right, right. <laughs> there's, there's millions of people out here who have gotten the rug pulled from underneath them. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Um, let's, let's talk about that a little bit and, and, and how it's really had an, an impact on you. Isn't the best psychologist I can solve your problems but not my own? <laughs> <laughs> the best financial advisors are the ones who always file bankruptcy. Yeah, they're broke. Yeah. yeah. So same, same um, fortunately, I have a really, really good toolkit. Yeah. And I've been doing um, self-help, personal growth, or whatever you call it, my entire life. Okay. Whether it be contemplating religion and God when I was yeah. earlier, and then um, I'm a career addict. I've yeah. been in AA on and off for 25 years or so. Okay. Um, so I'm used to a lot of change, and those changes have given me tools that I have now. So coming into the pandemic, yes, yeah. I'm uncomfortable 
because my whole routine has changed. Work's changed, income's changed, everything's changed. Sure. But because I have this amazing toolkit, I have um, acceptance. Got it. And that was one of the bigger tools that I acquired is accepting it is as it is. Mm, control what's in your control. Yeah. I mean, you can barely control your thoughts and your <laughs> actions. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, how many times do we want to say, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning, I'm going to run, and we don't. Right. Let alone controlling anything. Yeah, exactly. So fortunately, I have that in me. So when the pandemic started, I just really just accepted it. So yeah. the first couple months were easy. Um, yeah. I knew no one was working. Yeah. Streets were dead. Yep. It's only in the last month when I'm watching the town loosen up. Mm. And I'm starting to see people working. And now there's traffic on the freeway, but yet I'm not working. So the comparison factor. Well, not in comparison, just being aware that okay. life is starting to happen again, yeah. but not in Hollywood. Okay. You know, like yeah. stores are open. You, yeah. can go, you can go to a retail store now, which you couldn't the first two months. Sure. But you can't start really in a production. They're loosening it up, but, the, yeah. you know, it's... it's it's miles away still. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. And so that uncertainty has caused me, um, anxiety that I haven't had in years mm. because, you know, I was lucky to get a little bit of unemployment. Yeah. Lucky to get the, uh, SBA loan for a yeah. couple bucks yeah. and another loan, but that's, that's a bandaid. Sure. And sure. a bandaid. So yeah. this, um, the way I came out of this, where I am today versus even three days ago, thanks to a conversation we had, you and I. Yeah. Um, what was the line you say? It's, it's uh, challenges. Um, no. Um, oh, you, you want to respond, not react? You want to respond, not react. Yeah. So when you said that to me, it made me really realize that I have fallen in the last month into old behavior patterns. And one of them is fear. Mm. And one of them is reaction. So if okay. you come down the street and I don't trust you, I'm going to be defensive. Sure. I'm going to be reactionary to your move or whatever versus I could just walk across the street. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and have that foresight. And, and sure. So um, which we'll maybe discuss in this, uh, yeah. uh, in this episode, but where I'm moving now towards because I don't have. Yeah for myself faith in, in the photography and yeah. photo rental business that I've had for 30 years. Yeah. Once it kicks in, I'm already in the hole. Sure. I'm already in debt. Well, let's, let's, before we get into what's next, let, let's talk about just more in detail about some of the good days mm. during, during this pandemic versus some of the bad days. You know, I mean, we've, and that's life, right? There's, there's highs and lows, there's peaks and valleys. We, we all know that. Um, most of the time with the good comes the bad, et cetera. But here we are with this complete, unknown and unfortunately in my opinion which is the bigger issue here is the amount of uncertainty which leads to anxiety could mm -hmm. lead to vices you know yeah, when, yeah. when when you don't yeah. have when you have as much uncertainty as we've been <laughs> very poorly given by our leader um it can cause you to kind of lose your sense of purpose, mm. your sense of belonging, as we mentioned. And then when that happens, oftentimes you tend to kind of let yourself go. And whether you lean towards and rely on vices or just you're just lazy, et cetera, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Well, vice is great. Um, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I've, I've managed to get a um, good amount of sobriety time. Yeah. Whether it be from drugs or alcohol or weed or sex or food or whatever, I, sure. I get whatever drug. Time. Yeah, to me, it's 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 people. You know, what's your drug of choice? And I'm like, whatever's there. It could be food. Mm. It could be sex. Whatever the trigger is, it's it's yeah. going back to a comfortable behavior. So if you spend most okay. of your life drinking or smoking or acting out, 
yeah. that's that's the norm sure so then you get sober and, and you're in this new world and then hits the fan and what do you do you want to go back where it's comfortable yeah patterns patterns that are comfortable that you yeah. know i know if i get stoned i don't have to do anything the rest of the afternoon mm. it's not you know yeah fortunately i don't suffer from guilt yeah yeah <laughs> but Guilt's a good one, but guilt's a good motivator. But, you sure. know, so I found myself also slipping back into um, vices, behaviors yeah. during this pandemic, yeah. being reactionary, as you said. But here's what the change happened the last couple of days is yeah. um, when you said that quote to me about being reactionary versus responding, responding. Yeah. Um, I realized I do have the choice of how I want to behave and act. It's not mm. I'm not a victim of. Any circumstance. No, no, it's a choice. Yes. To some degree. There's mental illness and addiction. Sure, sure. Right. But there is a point, even in sobriety, that you're choosing not to be this way. Yep. And, and, and since last couple of days, I've chosen, Yeah. like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I just, I just lost myself for a minute. Yeah. And and we all do. And and it's okay. And and I think the biggest uh, thing that, that I appreciate from you and, and I'm happy you did it was you were aware of it, but then accepted it you weren't blaming anyone or anything. It's like, well, this is, be- no, no, you're like, yeah, I, you're right. I let myself go and I need to get my shit together. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, there's a great quote by um, Maya Angelou that I always try to reference here, especially, and it's always fitting, especially during this time, is sometimes you can't change your circumstances, but you can change how you respond, not react yeah. to your circumstances. And so here you are now, So because you started off during the pandemic responding, yeah. Right? And yeah. utilizing your time very well. Yeah. And then you kind of lost some, some, uh, some momentum there and some headway. You moved back into the loft and, mm-hmm. you know, you got into some old patterns, some old habits. And, you know, life happens to us all. Um, but again, now you're finally choosing to respond, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and utilizing that time. And again, I, I can't stress enough, <laughs> you're not alone. Pandemic or no pandemic, again, it's, it's just... It comes down to having the ability to, you know, not having too much pride, accepting that everyone's at, you know, a human, you can make mistakes, you can, you can be at fault sometimes. But um, when you're faced at that crossroad with, with making a choice or not making a choice, which it kind of sounds like Monday maybe may have been that crossroad, that our well, conversation. It just, it, yeah, it just yeah. re-triggered, you know, like I said earlier, I, I have a really good tool set yeah. of information. So when you said that, it kind of re-triggered the, yeah, yeah what am I doing? I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm, yeah. you know, letting I, myself be a victim. I'm not a victim. Yeah, you yeah. said that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, no, no. I, I, and I had to get back like journaling and stretching yeah. every morning and yeah. getting back on my routine. Get, getting back to your routine. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. Uh, not to say that you're broken, but right now I feel like a lot of people, you know, for lack of a better term, felt and maybe still feel broken. You know, it's like my routine's been taken away from me. A lot of people, bless their hearts, their jobs were taken away from them. In my uh, specific personal situation, my essentially ability to see my daughter was taken away from me. I couldn't travel to Chicago. I was I was scared. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and and I, in a sense, you know, for that specific uh, situation with my daughter felt broken. I felt like that was shattered. Right. Mm. But as the saying goes, the quote goes, my wife loves this quote. She says, um, you know, we're all broken to some degree, but that's how the light gets in, Mm. Mm. you know? So, um, and then as right now, as you're realizing (laughs) comfort and growth can't coexist, you were, you know, comfortable there, maybe towards the end, right, right before the pandemic, we're all comfortable to, mm-hmm. to some degree, but now we're being very, we're forced to be uncomfortable. Mm. And that's a choice of, 
am I going to choose this as a, as a lesson and something to grow from? And, or am I just going to, you know, and moan and, and play the victim role because this is not my fault. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think it's important to recognize as you are, this is a moment and opportunity to grow. Um, not only as a as a person in your career, but as a father, you know, again, back to that really quick, how you grew in a very short period of time with your son, you know, yeah. and if he doesn't appreciate it now, I'm sure he does. But one day he will. And I'm sure your ex-wife, you know, really appreciates that as well. Um, but back to, you know, something that really resonated with you and um, in our conversation, which, again, was that whole responding, not reacting and more importantly, using this time to your advantage, right? There's, as we talked about divine timing earlier, there's no such thing as mistakes. Everything is divine timing. Everything is happening to you. That is happening to you as part of the plan. Um, so when, when we look, Oh, wait, go ahead. I a hundred percent believe that that's why I'm not stressed out. Yeah, exactly. Thank you (laughs) for saying that actually, because I think a lot of people need to be room. Everyone kind of knows that, but it's nice to, it's a friendly reminder every now and then. But when you know that, when you, when you feel that, when you feel that and you know that it's a different level. So when we look back, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now at our time during the pandemic, Mm. what do you want to reflect on as to your time during it? And then more importantly, the the bigger question is, what do you want to have to show for that time? So I guess the the third part is what's next for you? What what are you, what are you working on? You know, good question. Um, I thought about that. I, I thought about that for a minute. Um, before, what, what is this time? What am I going to leave behind? There's something we talk about. On, I belong to something called the men's team, which yep. you're aware of yeah. and been on. We'll talk about that, yeah. Um, but it's legacy. What are we leaving behind? Yeah. And the importance of it. So because I have 100% faith is that things are is as they are. They happen and unfold. I don't worry about that. Sure. I don't worry about my legacy because yeah. I know it's developing. Yeah. And... From where I stand today, moving forward, because I really do believe that, uh, whether you call it divine intervention or yeah. we're on a path, that I just now just need to stay with my mind open enough to receive the messages yeah. and then act on those messages. You can't yeah. receive the message and do nothing. Yeah. And also, if I can add to that, as um, Jared mentioned earlier today, you have to be open minded to those messages because yes. there's yeah. a lot of people who block their blessings. Yeah. No, right? no. Very. It, it, it's. Yeah. So let's be honest, yeah. I, you know, opportunity knocks. A lot of times you don't hear the knock. You have to have that <laughs> hindsight up front. Yeah. Which can, is so difficult and easier said than done. Yeah. But, but, but um, I'm finding it maybe it's part of it is age and other part of it is the work they do, which I'd like to talk about called journey work. Let's talk about it. And um, it's working in the quantum field of your mind. So mm. something that maybe the saying is one night of a journey is like, uh, you know, seven months of therapy of therapy. Yeah. Um, don't know if it's true, yeah. but since I've started doing this journey work, um, yeah. it has shown me it's the things we already know there, but then you actually attach the feeling to it and then it becomes real. So someone tells mm. you a hundred times, if you just get up in the morning and yeah. do your sit-ups, you'd have a flat stomach and you yeah. know it, but you never do it. So right. you're on the journey and it comes clear like, Oh my God, if I just do this, I've Mm. And then now you got to start doing this. So journey in a sense could be messages that are delivered in a different way. Um, it could be delivered in a different way. I think what, a more clear way, I guess. Clear, the way I kind of my definition is when you draw uh, to, to define a journey. To, yeah. Is it OK to of course. define it? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess there's a different definitions of a journey. What is a journey? 
journey work, I mean, I'm going to use this uh, phrase loosely. Yeah. So, because it may be called different things for different people. Sure. Um, it's using plant-based medicine mm-hmm. to take off the filters to kind of get down to who you really are mm-hmm. and your essence. So it just, I have lack of better terms, it takes off the filter and we use a combination of MDMA and psilocybin. Okay. So MDMA comes, the type that we use in our journeys comes from Indonesia, from a sassafras resin. Okay. So it's natural. Yeah. And then the psilocybin are grown by a special guy that grows mushrooms. Yeah. And they're high quality. And it's pretty consistent. And what we do is we create these journey spaces where we set intentions. There's a ritual involved. And we drop in on the medicine and you spend an hour, hour and a half inside your head or working with somebody on what the issue is or what you're working on. Let's say a, a common one is letting go of what doesn't serve you. Okay. So, Which is, well, like, we that, could all use that. I think almost every journey, <laughs> half the people, like 10 to 20 people are in a journey. Sometimes one person, it could be one-on-one, it could be 20. Sure. Um, and the number one thing is people letting go of stuff. What doesn't serve you? It could be past relationships, merit, whatever. Yeah. So let go of what doesn't serve you. Since, since I've been doing journeys, um, my mind is open up to the like acceptance. And like, mm. so during this pandemic, part of why I didn't have any real fear or anxiety is because of that acceptance. That sure. I know how, when you go in the journey world, you kind of, you, you feel like you understand how the universe works. Mm. You know, your higher power, the universe, for me, where I go is is in that there's a, a space in your head. God, it's so hard the to realm. explain. The realm. The realm. Yeah. yeah, and where you're just open to see things. It changes. Sure. It just will change. It could change your viewpoint on many things. I yeah. one um, incident that happened. I was having. I've had a, a shoulder injury, rotator cuff injury in my left shoulder. Okay. That's been plaguing me for years. Okay. And the only option is surgery. You know. Yeah. And I've been doing exercises. And, but it's constant pain. Mm. And um, so I did a ayahuasca journey, my okay. first one. And during the journey, um, the medicine talks to you and she's asking, what do you want? Mm. And I'm like, I have everything I need. She was like, really, what do you want? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm pretty cool. I got, you know, <laughs> life's good. Yeah. You know, I'm fine. And she kind of, in a kind of a mean voice said like, what do you want? What do you mm. really want? I go, well, you know what? My shoulder hurts. Yeah. So... I start moving my arm and she says, move it. No, I'm too tired. I don't want to move it. Cause I'm high as a kite, right? Mm. I'm <laughs> astro projecting somewhere else, but yet yeah. this voice is telling me to do some exercises. So I'm arguing with this sure. entity yeah. and she gets mad move your arm. You want to fix it, move it, touch it. So I start doing it. Kid you not woke up, no pain. It's been since February, March, April, May, June. It's been, um, five, five months. months. Wow. Yeah. With uh, no more pain. Wow. And that happened in that space because you can go in Sure. And monkey was shit. That's all. I don't know how to say <laughs> yeah, it. You know, no, I'm, not, right. I'm, I don't, I'm not a big hocus pocus guy. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, things happen. So now, like, I'm going to do a journey tonight, matter of fact. Yeah. And I'm going to go in and I'm going to work on some stuff. So I have a question. And I, I'm, this is great. I, I you know, um, I remember when you first mentioned a journey uh, at one of the men's teams meeting. And I was fascinated by it with, I've heard of um, the, the toad there's like a toad serum or uh, uh, DMT DMT, which is like the heavier load, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, different heavier is a, 
not the subjective. word. Yeah, it, okay. it, it takes you, it's, they call, I think they call it the God drug. I think it, it projects you into, you know, Space. <laughs> way beyond. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't done it, so I, okay. I, I, I don't know. Got it. Yeah. So there's the DMT and then ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. What are other forms of journeys? Are there too many to name or are there just like a, a handful? I think there's a handful probably would be indigenous to the country. Like, so what we, like if you're doing ayahuasca, it's coming from the Amazon. Yeah. We're getting a MDMA from Indonesia yeah. and the mushrooms are coming, I think from Lake Shasta. Okay. So, you know, they're okay. locally grown. Yeah. Um, and I think it really boils down to the intention or the ceremony. Like okay. I think people can take it and party. Sure. Because it's euphoric. Yeah. There's a euphoria to it. Almost like a, um, Ecstasy. A ecstasy. I was going to say yeah. Molly. I, I, yeah. I think that, I, I, and I'm not, a, I don't know the chemical breakdown, but I think they're similar. Mm. But these are 100% pure plant-based, so where mm. um, ecstasy and Molly is made chemically. Chemically, yeah. Um, this is natural, and because I think part of its intention, you can have a glass of wine yeah. and drink it responsibly, or you can go drink and get sloshed. Sure. Sure. It's like everything's the, moderation portion. A bar control. In, a, yeah, bar in America versus a pub in England. Yeah. It's a it's a different yeah. attitude to drinking. Sure. So same thing with journeys. You can go mm. into the space. People say, Oh, you're gonna go do drugs tonight? You're gonna yeah. go get high? Yeah, yeah. And I really don't look at it that way being a sober person. Like yeah. I was reluctant. The first journey I did about it just over a year ago mm. with my core group of friends that have been encouraging me that I should do it. I didn't want to do it. I turned yeah. them down every time. I'm like, mm. no, it's not for me. I don't want to sit around and do drugs. That's just, I've done that already. That's not interesting. So I'm glad you said that because I think, you know, that wasn't necessarily my initial reaction or, or thought on it, but I was definitely intrigued and curious, but I was like, Ooh, drugs. I don't do drugs. So for someone who is, I guess like me, who doesn't really do drugs is a, maybe a little bit more reluctant to doing or being, you know, more hesitant to getting into something like this. What are some of your recommendations for a, a first timer um, with this? Um, that's kind of, I'm asking as for yeah, myself. Uh, <laughs> good question. Um, what the, the, um, Journeys that I'm doing with the MDMA and psilocybin, um, we call them heart-opening ceremonies. Right. Because you become very emotionally and heart-open. Yeah. Versus ayahuasca, which is another trip. It's not a heart-opener. Okay. It takes you somewhere else. If you've never done hallucinogenics, if you've never yeah. done mushrooms or LSD, and you were to do an ayahuasca trip straight off the bat... It's, it's a rocket ship ride. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's more intense. It's sure. a more intense... So when we do the journeys, there's, um, for lack of better terms, and I'm going to use this term extremely loosely, a yeah. shaman. Okay. Okay. So the person leading the, the journey a lot of times is a shaman or shaman yeah. in training, but there's some gray area in that. But mm -hmm. it's a person that has a lot of experience with the medicine, mm -hmm. and they vet you first. So okay. you and I are the same size. So mm -hmm. they, we would take the same medicine if we want our average journey. But since I have done more experience, I might say, oh, on this journey, I want to go a deeper dive. So I'll do more psilocybin on this one. Okay. Instead of the normal dosage, three and a half grams. Okay. That's the so standard. I might do, yeah. Yeah. And, and you might say, oh, I've had no experience. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'll say, okay, well, I need to just do one gram. Got it. So it's really tailored to the individual. Um, my recommendation for anyone that's interested is it's word of mouth. You're going to find somebody through somebody you know. You're not going to Google it. You're right, not going right. to find it, you know, because yeah. it's, you, know, you have to find someone that's hosting them. Right. 
and they're usually smaller groups, or now they're starting to be used in therapy. A mm. buddy of mine has done three sessions with a clinical psychologist in their office where he does the medicine, Wow. sits with the therapist, and they do the work. Wow. And I'm doing a session next week with a shaman yeah, yeah. that is interested in, in, in um, hiring me is the wrong word, um, training me. Okay to work his journeys with them. He has a little different approach and he does one-on-one -on -one sessions. Okay. That's his main thing. And he wants to open up to group sessions. It's a different dynamic of energy. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I'm coming in with him. Yeah. Um, but I'd recommend them. It's follow your gut always. I mean, that's mm. the most important thing is if it doesn't feel right. Like when yeah. I did my ayahuasca journey, it was supposed to be two nights. Mm. The first night I didn't feel right. So I didn't do it. I didn't even go. Wow. Yeah. I'm out money now. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't feel right. So I called the shaman up. I said, I don't feel right. She goes, don't come. Wow. And then the next day she called me up at 10 in the morning. How do you feel? I said, I feel good. She goes, come on down. Yeah. So, you know, it really, yeah. there, you should never, ever, ever, ever feel pressure. Don't force it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just really quick too. And I know this is, there's more information on it, but, um, as we talked about today, there's certain ways, um, to prep for a journey. So don't mm. eat. Well, drink lots of water or, or you can yeah, eat plant-based eat um, healthy yeah okay here's uh, there's um part of uh, the journey experience for some people is purging mm. and you could look at it is you're letting go of the toxins in your body physically you're physically of a uh, uh, yeah you could be how many times you can be so um adrenaline rush and you're nauseous yeah so there is sometimes there's purging involved. Some people get the runs. Sometimes yeah. the stuff comes out. Sure, sure. So one of the reasons why you don't want to eat is who wants to puke up a bunch of rice and spicy food. Right. Yeah. So you hydrate, um, you avoid caffeine, eat healthy. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that I have encountered doing journey work are healthy people. They do yoga already. They're yeah. self-help people. Yeah. They're not... Um, drug addicts and yeah. I, 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 until you do it. Yeah. And so speaking of journeys and yeah. speaking about purpose on my first journey, I realized I had purpose mm. and my purpose was to help people. And speaking of purpose and what this pandemic has brought up is the new business, which I can talk about or not, but it yeah, is, sure. um, is to host very high end upscale journeys, right? Whether it starts at the loft or at somebody's house, um, I feel the need to help people. And I think that the universe has bestowed this information to me, which is really unique. Like you didn't know what a journey was till we talked about February. It. Yeah. So here I am a year into them. Yeah. Maybe eight, nine under my belt. Yeah. And I'm feeling the need to start a business with it. Right. And help people heal. Yeah. And right now I'm, I'm working on the business plan. Who's my target audience? My target audience may be your audience. Sure. Yeah. You know, 30 something, 40 yeah. year old people that are like, hey, there's something else out there. Or I got this, you know, I'm going to therapy for years to deal with this freaking anxiety issue I have. Yeah. That can be literally fixed in one night in journey. Yeah. And, and something I want to add too, which is, is something that intrigued me initially as well as Shay is you mentioned, I think it's the ayahuasca, the heart opener. The heart opener. And is that ayahuasca? No, heart opener is the MDMA. MDMA, so yeah. the heart opener. And you kind of recommended that for Shay and I because you said as, as a married couple in general, but a married couple for us, um, that is, like you said, one session of that is essentially eight months, nine months of couples therapy. <laughs> or, or individual. I mean, yeah. the, the interesting thing is we're talking about setting intention or expectations. Yeah. You may go in for that. Yeah. And the medicine says, sorry, Justin, you're going to deal with anger today. Okay. 
because that's what you got to work on. Sure. And even though you went to go in to bond with your wife. <laughs> yeah. So now she's stuck without you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, but I'm saying you have to let, when you're on a journey. You, yeah, you have to be open to what, what route is for you for that. for that. Yeah. If I would have talked to myself two years ago. Yeah. A year ago. Sure. Last month. But especially a few years ago, and I'd say I'd be sitting here next to you having this conversation. <laughs> I'd have said, what are you smoking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, the person I was, the, the, the journey. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit earlier about chapters and every seven yeah. years, you know, as we're, we're growing. Yeah. And that I've embraced change and growth my whole life. Sure. I mean, I'm fortunate because some people don't. I still go, I'm in a rock and roll. I, you know, shot rock and roll photography. Yeah. And there's, it was a place on Sunset called The Rainbow. It was the most famous rock and roll hangout. Mm-hmm. And I'd go to The Rainbow and I'd see that same guy with the long hair and the pointy cowboy boots. Mm. Dude, it's 2020. <laughs> Switch it up. <laughs> but yeah. They're still there. Yeah, like yeah. they can't accept, dude, yeah. you're, you've lost half your hair. You're balding and those shoes don't fit no more, yeah. you know, but yeah. I'm fortunate that I've been able to change. So. And, and part of that process to change. And again, back to the mindset, mindset. yeah, mindset. is yeah. a lot of the work you've done on yourself and, and self work, self care, self awareness yeah. is just the, the, the combination of overall success happiness, well-being, et cetera, probably longevity. You know what an interesting, just made me think about this. Um, Part of, and this goes back to vices, Mm -hmm. um, part of the mindset was I let go of guilt. Okay. I used to feel really guilty when I f***ed up. Mm. If I did something wrong, that guilt would screw with me. Yeah, beat yourself up. Yeah, Yeah. beat me. Now I accept it as is. Mm. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. It happens. Fortunately, the mistakes are small. Yes. I slept in too late. I ate what I shouldn't have eaten. Sure. Whatever. But that used to, I used to beat myself up. My yeah. standard was too high. I kind yeah. of lowered that bar a little bit. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay. So without, uh, without settling. Without settling. Yeah. But just not having this, um, ex- we have these expectations for ourselves that are unrealistic. Sure. I am never going to get up at 530 every morning and do yoga yeah. and, and exercise. <laughs> yeah. 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 It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Sure. I accept that. Yeah. And let's be realistic with something that can hopefully ultimately be sustainable. Something sustainable. Yeah. No, nothing, you know, spark in a pan or, or you but, know. But we let ourselves down constantly. Yeah. With, I mean, with, by mismanaging our expectations. I let myself down. I didn't want to order that soda with lunch. Yeah. yeah. Should have had iced tea. Yeah. Co- whatever. Yeah. Know. But now, no guilt. Overall, as, as we can kind of sum up this episode, as we've talked about so many great things that will help so many people. Um, ultimately, if you want something out of life, it's obtainable. Mm -hmm. You have to put the work in, you have to have the right mindset. You have to have patience, self-discipline, et cetera. The list kind of goes on and on, but here you are someone who has lived the life that you lived and now has the mindset that you have and the control over your mindset that you have, which is probably the bigger thing. And myself included as, as I'm getting there as well, having the right mindset and controlling my thoughts and what goes into it. Um, what is something that you want to leave people with? And as far as a takeaway, and it doesn't have to be just one thing, but, um, kind of final takeaways here from this entire episode. Um, what's, what's some things that you hope people can not only relate to, but, uh, really benefit from? Wow. Um, I think, um, well, subject matter is going to resonate with certain people, anyone yeah. with a teenager, anyone with a special needs kid. Sure. Um, 
I think the thing I'd want people to take away is is ex- to, one thing for sure is acceptance. Yeah. And, 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 and accepting things are as they are. And the square pig will never fit in the round hole no matter how hard you try. And just to accept is an is important one. Um, and that change, like with change comes growth. So that, yeah. that pain, that uncomfortability that I've been in for the last month, that change mm-hmm. has opened up. Because I knew it's temporary. Yeah, that's the advantage of age has. Yeah. I know I'm going to get through this. Sure. And what it now that I have this business that I want to create to help people. Yeah. Um, so that change, that uncomfortable. I'm still uncomfortable. I'm sure. entering a world that I'm not 100% comfortable with. I'm, yeah. I'm a Hollywood production guy. Yeah. Big dollars, not this, sure. but. But that's where the growth will come that's in. That's where the growth because you're from. so uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 So I think that'd be the biggest takeaway is is really just accepting yourself mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, and we're all have flaws. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's okay to, we're human. Yeah. That's, it's and, the human experience yeah. <laughs> with, without uh, it. Who would, I mean, if you didn't have pain and suffering, what yeah. would, I mean, what, if you didn't have sad, how would you know what happy is? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so at the end of every episode, I, I do a, a round of rapid fire questions. Ooh. This is the fun part, kind of the game show portion <laughs> of, of the episode. Um, again, Peter's not been prepped at all with these these questions, so I love the raw um, reaction oh, okay. <laughs> of, of you instead of instead of the response, thought out response. Uh-oh. First question is, hey, drum roll. yeah, right. What does your dream life look like? What does my dream life look like? My dream life looks like. I live on a few hundred acres of land and I have a healing retreat with all the people that I'm meeting along the way. I have lots of witches and acupuncturists and spiritual people and we all live in kind of a commune. My okay. ultimate dream would be to live in a commune. Mm. And have all the holistic healing, resources you need at, all at your the fingertips. Yep. And, and um, live like that. And, and, and believe it or not, this journey is, is the first step in the studio to that dream. Yeah. So yes, I'm moving towards that dream with this step. I love it. What was, or, or is, um, one situation or experience that you consider life changing? God, I've had a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> one that really stands out. And you were like, you would attest a lot of how your life transformed to this one experience. My, my divorce. Um, okay. It, um, made me, it, I, I was forced to become a father, mm. but for then all I did was work and bring in money. I was the six figure guy with five cars and a million dollar home. Yeah. And, um, divorce made me a dad and made yeah. me, you know, I, who I am today because I have had to man up since then. Sure. So that was the, probably the biggest change in my life was 20 years ago or not 20 years, ago, 10 years ago when I got divorced. Uh, so moving along with the question list, the third question is what's the best advice you'd give someone? And I know you kind of mm-hmm. did with the acceptance advice, but maybe, maybe it could be different now. Forgiveness. Mm. I guess acceptance. Well, that's kind of hand in hand. It goes hand in hand, but, yeah. but, but nonetheless, they are different. And, and forgiveness, yeah. a, and a lot of people don't understand this, forgiveness isn't so much about you. Or, sorry, it's, it's, it's all sorry. about you. Sorry, it's all about you. It's yeah. not so much about the other person. It's not about the other person. Right. I've right. written many letters I've never sent. Right. And, and if you hold on, like for me, the only one that's pissed off is me. Yeah. The only one that's <laughs> feeling shit is yeah. me. You don't yeah. give a f- that. Right. 
I'm, I'm not spending nearly as much time as you are. You're not at all. Right. Or I'm that. pissed off. I'm in my own head conjuring up all kinds of crap. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Forgiveness. I love it. Forgiveness. Um, and you, we kind of touched on this earlier as far as legacy goes, but my fourth question is, what do you want to be known for when you leave this earth? Wow. That, that, that one's changed a few times. Yeah. Um, I guess at, you know, at my, um, wake or funeral or whatever you have when you're yeah. deaf, um, I think it just like people, you know, would just say what a good guy I was and how I helped them. Mm. That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. I don't have a ego. I don't want a tombstone. You could just put me in a burlap sack and dig a hole. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's the impact. I, the, the legacy is what I, the impact I leave on people's lives. Like sure. I mentor people, as you know, I mentor Jared yeah. and I've taken people in and um, it's the effect I have on people. That's, yeah. that's what I want to take away. I love it. Take away with. Very selfless and in a beautiful way that you say that. Because I used to be the most selfish, mm. self-centered, me, yeah. me, me guy, you know, three quarters of my life. This is only, you know, maybe it's part of, you know, getting older. Sure. There's a quote by an artist, John Cougar Mellencamp, said, men aren't worth a damn till 40. <laughs> and there's a, there's, it's true because sure. if something happens to you hormonally, yeah. um, you're physiologically you change you've had a kid if you're lucky enough like you and i that yeah. we've kind of got the lizard brain we've procreated <laughs> like hey we did our duty yeah yeah and 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 you you mature a little bit yeah know. so i have seven more years of just you're ahead of the game doing nothing <laughs> i think you're i think you're ahead of the game <laughs> okay so last final question what do you admire most about you My ability to change. I think that's the topic of today is adversity. And to adapt. It, yeah. To adapt and, and not be afraid of it. And, yeah. and with change comes growth. So when I lost, technically lost my business, mm. can't pay rent, no mm. money coming in, um, I've had to change. And out of that change has come up a business idea that will accomplish mission and purpose for me. And had this pandemic not happened, and I was still making good cash shooting and working, yeah. I may not be here today. Right. So I accept that. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's next for you, which is, which is perfect. As you said, during this pandemic, you, you figured out um, this new journey <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and, and uh, route you want to take. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to um, be hosting journeys yeah. here at the loft and eventually in locations. Sure. And I'm going full bore into healing people. Love it. I have, um, I have the tools. I have the vision. Yeah. I have the desire. And um, so is your audience will eventually hear this. Yeah. Um, DM Justin. Yes. No, no. I, I'll, I'll, trust me. I'll make sure all the information uh, is, is It's going to be because of the nature of it. It's going to be strictly referral and word of mouth. I'm not going to advertise anything. It's, it's strictly yeah. going to be this to heal people. Like for me to heal somebody and to work with somebody in any level as you do, you have to connect. Yeah. If you can't connect, you can't fix. Sure. Or not fix. You never fix, but you can't guide. Sure. If I was repelled by something, like if you were yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, and again, I'll make sure all the information is there, and they can reach out to you and and, and schedule their time because um, you know it's something that I know you're a huge advocate of, and 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 you really attest a lot of your experience with journeys as to the man you, you've become today. A uh, huge the men's team and the journeys, yeah, yeah. and all that self help. You know, yeah. like like you're doing this podcast. There's yeah. you know we're, we're we live in a time where yeah. information is easy, and, yeah. and you can find what you need it's exactly. just you have to do it you have to get off your ass yeah, and do, do the work you gotta do the work that, that during that process um cool so i want to wrap with as i always do 
I want to take this time to acknowledge you. Thank you. Um, it's often, you know, in this busy, chaotic life that we live in, even during a pandemic, they're still finding ways to keep busy. Um, we need to be reminded of where we've come from, what it's taken to get to where we are today. So again, my um, several ways to, to sing your praises and to acknowledge you. Um, I'll start with the fact that I've, I've admired how you've continued to keep a positive outlook no matter what's thrown your way. Um, this is before I knew you had an autistic son. I didn't even know that. And, and so now it all makes sense even more so. So I admire the fact that you're able to keep a positive outlook. And now I realize the more I get to know you, it's about your mindset. It's about mindset. the fact that you can accept and forgive, etc. cetera. Um, another, another way to um, show my appreciation for you is, is how giving you are and, and, and how it's almost like at, at all costs, you know, whatever it takes, you know, I, I, um, I came to you, um, saying I wanted to start a podcast. This is, this is earlier on and you, you're like, great. You know, I'm excited for you. And then we got to know each a little bit more and through the men's team and everything. And you were just kind of like, you know, I'm here to help and Jared as well. And, and <laughs> as a man, I have a hard time asking for help. That's one of our men's team topics was exactly. asking for help. Yeah. And so as I didn't even ask, but I kind of alluded to you and Jared, and I remember Jared said, we've been waiting for you to come to us and, and, and use us yeah. for ho however you need you know, us to help you out with, with getting this podcast out. So how giving you are and how willing you are to give is, um, is something that based on where I come from and my experiences in life, I'm not used to. So I was very taken back, almost to the sense of like, what's the catch? You know what the catch is? I benefit from it. Mm. The more you give, the more you get. It's right. like that law of attraction thing. Right. And I found the more generous I am with time and ability, the more comes back. Yeah. And it, and it, and like in business, I have assistants that will work five hours overtime and not hit me with a bill. Mm. No one, you know what I'm saying? It, you, yeah, you, sure. It, it's because it, you know, it all what, comes back. It all comes back. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't express enough. Uh, I, <laughs> I text you every time I leave <laughs> here essentially with how grateful speaking of gratitude and how thankful I am to not only have, have you in my life and, and have the opportunity and the honor to get to know you, but, uh, for you allowing me to use this space, which is, is, uh, something I've never taken for granted. I never will. Um, my grandkids will know about you for a lot of reasons, but they will definitely <laughs> remember as well. Um, you were the first headquarters mm -hmm. of, of this. So I, awesome. again, I, I can't thank you enough and, and, and express my appreciation and gratitude. And, 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 to, to reflect on that, I only do it with winners. Mm. I, don't, I don't bet on losers. Appreciate that. So when I'm generous, I'm generous to people who are helping themselves. I'm not generous to the guy on the street getting stoned. Sure, sure. It's only the person that I know is going to succeed. Because I've wasted yeah. enough time helping people yeah. going nowhere that are not helping themselves. Sure, Because sure. I can't fix anything. All no. I can do, I'm a st I, always, I always told Jared, I'm nothing but a stepping stone. Yeah, you lead a horse to water. Yep. And you were ready to step. Yes. So that's why it was easy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we need more like you in, in this world, yeah. uh, and, and not just as a man, but as just as a human being, uh, we need more like you. You're, you're going down a path um, that is, is meant for you, I truly believe that, and, and healing people 
and helping people and help guiding people. Um, so anyone that comes in, in your presence and comes across you, it's, it's, it's always an honor. I never take it for granted. Our conversations, we kind of have a Monday morning check-in yep, that kind of just formed itself naturally. And, um, you know, so again, I, I, I'm extremely grateful for you. We need more like you. Thank you. Um, the world is better because you're in it. And, um, and, and I'm excited to see what's next. I, I can't wait to be a part of the journeys. I, I, Shay and I, we're, we're excited. And, I can't uh, wait to, to have you guys and yeah, do a couple's journey. Absolutely. And by the way, ladies, I'm single. Yes. Yeah. Again, I'll make sure people know how to find you. Don't, don't, don't you worry about that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank your you. Generosity, your insight as well. And, um, and thanks, thanks for doing this. It's going to help out a lot of people. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to the next one. Yeah. Right on. Absolutely. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.